Hello and welcome to the Hall of Fame video game podcast starring Matt Levy and Mike Staub. We love video games and have embarked on a journey to index the greatest video games of all time into our very own Hall of Fame. Here's the show. Hey everyone and welcome to a segment we like to call Side Quest. It's a new segment where every now and again if scheduling conflicts come up and Matt and I have a hard time sitting down and and talking about something, one of us is going to do some sort of little mini episode, but it's built to feel like a side quest, like this is a side dish to the main show, so hopefully you've been enjoying everything we've been doing so far. It's always a lot of fun to talk with Matt about all these games, but today I wanted to talk about something that I've kind of re-experienced something I found later on, something I didn't like when I first came across it, but after time and after many, many years and spending more time with it now, I actually enjoy it quite a bit. I've talked about this a few times with some games in the past, like for example, like I really loved Pokemon when it first came out when I was 12, but then soon after I really didn't care for it for a very, very long time until I came back to it. And uh, lately, I've been playing stuff on my Analog Pocket, which for those of you who aren't familiar with it, this company Analog, who uses FPGA chips to essentially recreate classic consoles, they kind of did their version of the Game Boy, and it plays everything from Game Boy Advance and Game Boy and you name it. It actually has a whole bunch of adapters you can get to play the original carts. It's got an FPGA kind of loader that allows you to kind of put all these different system cores on and pretty much play just about everything you could think of up until a certain point. I don't believe it's playing PS1 stuff as of yet. So after spending some time with Fire Emblem Engage and finishing that game and then going and playing Metroid Prime Remastered on Switch, I picked up the Analog Pocket. I had some time before Octopath Traveler 2 released and I wanted to maybe spend some time with some GBA games. So the first game I loaded up was Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Now, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is not a sequel to the original Final Fantasy Tactics. If anything, it's more of an offshoot. It's the second game in the series that takes place sort of in the same world as the first game, but it's kind of a different version of that world. And it's a totally different game game in terms of tone. Now, you still have like this grid-based, turn-based strategy RPG combat that we would know from the original Final Fantasy Tactics, but it seems as though the entire kind of scope of things, the, the, the stakes are much, much lower than the original Final Fantasy Tactics. So the original Final Fantasy Tactics is kind of like the Shakespearean, HBO-style, late-night murder fest. It's, it's, it's got a bit more of the rated M for Mature kind of vibe to it, even though it is a T-for-teen type of game. It's much more serious. It, it involves a story that involves a corrupt church and all of these warring kingdoms and infighting within a family. It's pretty heavy stuff. Like I said, very akin to like Game of Thrones. Whereas Final Fantasy Tactics Advance feels like it's like its cartoon counterpart, almost like it's shown in anime counterpart to the original Final Fantasy Tactics. And when this game came out in 2003, it was the the fall of 2003, when Final Fantasy Tactics Advance had released on the, on the GBA. I, I had a Game Boy player. I might have bought a Game Boy player to play this game, or they might have come out around the same time, which the Game Boy Player was a device that you would put in the bottom of your GameCube, and you would pop the GBA cartridge in, and it would have like this little disc that would allow you to run Game Boy Advance games on your GameCube. 
Now, at the time, I was not much of a handheld gamer. I actually kind of shied away from it. So any chance I could to play Game Boy games on the big screen, whether it was through like the Super Game Boy or the Game Boy Player on the GameCube, I always took that option. I always wanted to play on my TV. And with the GameCube controller and the Game Boy Player, it was pretty special. So playing Final Fantasy Tactics Advance was something I was waiting for for a very long time. The original Final Fantasy Tactics released in the United States in 1998. I probably started playing the game when they released it as a greatest hits in like 2000 or 2001. And a few years later, they would release Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. So I was I was anticipating this game. It was part of this whole this whole banner called the Evilis Alliance, which the world that the game takes place in is called Evilis. And... Outside of Final Fantasy Tactics, we kind of got hints of Ivalice from Vagrant Story, which was a game that wasn't really tied to the Final Fantasy universe, but it was kind of in the same world as Final Fantasy Tactics. Then in 2003, we obviously get Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which even from the outset looks very different. It looks like a very different Ivalice than what we saw in Final Fantasy Tactics. Now, if you go in Final Fantasy Tactics and you, you look around and you do some research and you do some... You can get some lore actually based on each map that you're on. There are hints that prior to the events of Final Fantasy Tactics and all the wars that had led up to that game, which is called ultimately called the War of the Lord, you actually learn that all of the classic Final Fantasy beasts and monsters and and uh, friendly monsters uh, were all there, Moogles and stuff like that. They don't make an appearance in Final Fantasy Tactics, but they're spoken about. And when you go and play Tactics Advance, you actually meet a Moogle right away whose name is Mont Blanc, and he's kind of like your guide in Ivalice as you learn how to play the game. Now, the whole concept of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which is a lot to say, is you start out, you're, you're playing as this kid, Marche, who is the new kid in town. The name of the town is St. Ivalice. It's a regular, modern-era town and you start the game at the schoolyard you learn the basic combat of this game through a snowball fight with the other kids so that's how you learn that's the tutorial it's a mission where you just walk around and you use your grid map and you throw snowballs at each other i actually think it's a really charming way to teach this type of gameplay to someone who's new or someone who's young and it's a really fun way to do it but the way the story unfolds is that you end up coming across some book that is this book that's about like this world of beasts and monsters and and funky weird species of of anthropomorphic type people many many of which for some reason are are kind of rabbit based and one of the characters in the game actually says oh this is like quote unquote final fantasy which i guess it's the series kind of referencing itself in an offshoot somehow which, good on you, Square Enix. What ends up happening is that because you read from the book, some spell happens and this portal opens up and changes the world you're in into the classical fantasy version of Ivalice. And your main character, Marche, wakes up in Ivalice and meets this Moogle named Mont Blanc who starts out as like a, a wizard. You join this clan because the whole world is kind of ruled by these kind of these gangs, essentially, that they call clans in this game who go on hunts and do missions and kind of like mercenary groups. And... As you go through this game, you play all of these turn-based strategy battles on a grid map. You continue to build out Ivalice as you go along. So the map is kind of wide open. And every time you get a new location, you can actually put that location where you want based on what spaces are open on this big map. So the Ivalice you build in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is... Your Ivalice, your, you built it that way. And folks will see some of the same names that we would see in other Final Fantasy 
tactics and Final Fantasy related games under the Ivalice Alliance umbrella, especially when we, two years later, we would get Final Fantasy XII, which is also set in a similar version of this world that we would see in Tactics Advance with the, the different species of, of, of hum- humanoid creatures and a lot of the same monsters and a lot of the same designs and a lot of the same architecture because this is all made by essentially the same team. And they wanted to make Ivalice kind of like this thing, this overarching thing that happened across multiple games. Final Fantasy Tactics, Vagrant Story, Tactics Advance, Tactics Advance 2, Final Fantasy XII. And I think there was probably that they planned on doing, but by that point, they had kind of transitioned to Final Fantasy XIII, and Final Fantasy XIII was going to be this big overarching story that took place over the course of like three or four games, and there was Versus 13, which eventually would become 15, and it was all a mess. But I really do like the Ivalice Alliance days of Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, Like I said, Final Fantasy Tactics is probably my favorite PlayStation game. And Advance, at first, I I really didn't like it because I didn't like that it was dumbed down in terms of seriousness. I didn't like that it felt like the stakes were so low and that it was kind of cartoonish and it was kind of childish and it was more storybook than say or more fairy tale i think is the better term than say what we would see out of other final fantasy games and what's funny about that is i love final fantasy 9 so ultimately it makes no sense but i was going to tactics and i expected one thing and i got something else but this game really does have everything in it that makes the original final fantasy tactics great it's got a great cast of characters even though they are a little cartooned up and a little a little less mature than what we would see in the original game. It's got so many of the classic job classes that you all know out there I love. There's nothing I love more than a mix and match with job classes and combined abilities from different jobs and kind of custom make your character to fit exactly your style of play. Like if you want to have a knight who wields two swords because they learned enough skills as a ninja, they can actually learn the ability to hold two different swords in two different hands and then you can counter that with the counter ability that you get from the thief it's really special to do all this stuff it's really special to kind of lay this all on top of each other so that every time you play through the game you really can have fun with the build that you want to go with and we would see that originally in final fantasy 5 and then that would progress to final fantasy tactics and now in tactics advance you get a bit more of the same thing Where in Final Fantasy Tactics, though, the original, you would be able to buy abilities through earning job points, which is another sort of point system that you would get on top of experience points. So you would, every time you would do an action, whether it was a successful action, that is, whether it was an attack or casting a spell or using an item or giving yourself a buff or giving your party a buff, in Final Fantasy Tactics, the original game or the War of the Lions, the PSP version, Every time you did an, a successful action, you would gain experience points to level up your your characters, as well as job points, which could be used to buy skills based on what jobs you had access to. And some, some skills cost way more than others. For example, the two swords ninja skill costs a whole lot more than, say, the skill that allows you to, to use fire or fira for a, a wizard. In this game, they change it a bit. You actually get all of your abilities through weapons or items in general, weapons and armor and and accessories. So it's much more like Final Fantasy IX in that aspect, where in Final Fantasy IX, you get all your abilities through your items, through the things you equip your characters with, through the weapons that you find is how you kind of learn those skills. And in advance, you do that. 
you learn the skills through your items and then you can use them later on if you equip that style of skill. So for example, if you have a white mage, the white mage through their items and through their weapons can learn cure, cura, cura, protect, all stuff like that. And then if you multi-class that character from white mage into something else, maybe say black mage or summoner or something like that, what you could do is you can actually take those white mage skills with you and you can use them with the other class which is really what makes this game stand out and which makes this game remarkable ultimately in the end is the unparalleled amount of customization that you can have per unit and in final fantasy tactics advance which i find actually very fun each species of character actually has a special set of classes that they can get access to so now, granted, yes, the human has access to the soldier and the, th- and the white mage and a few other classes and the archer and someone like the Viera, which are like the tall, thin rabbit people. Actually, I think they're all, all women. So they're the tall, thin rabbit women. They can also be archers and white mages, but they also get access to like elementalists and summoner and humans get access to like paladin and fighter and then you have a, a species of lizard folk that are known as the Banga, and the Banga get access to warriors and monks and dragoons, and then the Mughals have like all the magic-based classes, and also they get this thing called a gunsmith, which can shoot guns, and then they also get the Mog Knight, which is like a Mughal, but they can use knight swords. It's a really, really fun and wild experience. And going back to it after not really liking it for so long and understanding what makes this game so charming is that it is fun. The bouncy kind of Saturday morning cartoon or as I often like to say, the afternoon after school tsunami shown in anime vibe of this game when compared to its predecessor really is a, is a nice change in... In tone, I also I will compare this to comparing Fire Emblem Three Houses versus Fire Emblem Engage. Fire Emblem Three Houses is a very serious story with very serious characters that are going through a very serious thing, and very serious things happen. Whereas Fire Emblem Engage is a bit campier. It's a bit more fun. It's a bit more subdued. It's a bit more colorful. It's a bit more cartoonish. And I think a series like Final Fantasy has space to have both of these. These types of games exist within the contained worlds that they've created. And I went back to this and I've been playing it and I and I really, really enjoy it. And, and it's great because you don't just walk around the map and, and happenstance into battles. There are other clans that you will see that walk around the map that you can run into and get into a fight and help boost your clan's prestige in the world that you're in. Or you can take these things called missions. And you do that by going to a pub. And in the pub, you can take missions. And there are combat missions. And there are missions that you dispatch characters to go on that aren't in your party. And the mission happens while you're doing other things. And they come back and report back and give you items and as you go around the map, you you do these missions and some of them are storyline missions. They will progress the story further. And some of them are just like, hey, remember that spot you were at before with the volcano? Yeah, go back there. That Someone wants spicy peppers from that area and you have to go fight a bunch of monsters to get them and then give them the peppers and you'll get all these bonuses. So it's a really great way to play a handheld game because the battles are so bite-sized. It feels like you can just pop on the game for 10, 15 minutes, play a battle, do a job, and put the game away after saving it because 
it's a handheld game ultimately and handheld games have kind of this sort of gameplay loop that is based around being portable or based around easily being able to put the game down and pick it back up. Now, obviously in today's day and age with the Switch and other consoles, you can just put it to sleep and wake it back up. But in 2003, we didn't have that option. So what this game does really, really well is it offers you the ability to kind of just play a quick battle and turn the game off. Or you can pump hours into it at a time based on how well how well your battery life is. Actually, I will say the Analog Pocket battery life has been very impressive and I'm running this thing with max brightness on most of the time. So I'm actually impressed with how good the battery of the Analog Pocket is. But back to Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, it's just a really fun game and obviously the stakes of the game get more and more serious as you go on as Marche, the lead character, is just all he wants to do is get home. He just wants to go back home and see his family, but as you go through the world of Ivalice, you will bump into other people from Marche's world, and they're also in this world, and they're also part of the populace of Ivalice, and some of them don't want to go back home. For some of them, their lives in this new fantasy world are actually better than they were back in the original world, so there is that great conflict there, and there are these excellent battles and you have all of these fun, colorful characters and endless combinations in terms of what you can do with your character classes and your jobs and your abilities. So it's really got everything going for it. If you're a Final Fantasy Tactics fan and you're okay with a game that's maybe a little less serious and a little bit more on the fun side of things, I think this game is definitely worth it. I don't know where you can play it, though, and that's the problem, right? It's kind of stuck on the GBA. Hopefully at some point it will be on one of the services, but there have been leaks lately that Square is apparently, and now obviously obviously take this with a grain of salt because this is this is from leaks and these are not necessarily true, but apparently there's a branding rumor going around that Square is going to bring back Ivalice as a thing and they're going to be calling these game stories from Ivalice. So maybe at some point, maybe we will get a remake or a remaster or a re-release of both Final Fantasy Tactics Advance games and I'm really pulling for the original to get some sort of re-release. My only problem with tactics advance right now is that I don't love the judge system. So we know the judges from Final Fantasy 12. They're kind of like the enemies of Final Fantasy 12. But in tactics advance, they put laws on your battles. And every time you go into a battle, there is some sort of regulation. So for example, it's like, don't use swords, instead use staves. So if you do use a sword in combat, you can actually get arrested for it and your character could be locked up for a few battles or you have to go bail them out of prison. It's a little annoying at first and it was something I absolutely hated when I first played the game, but now that I'm a, I've got 20 more years of experience as a gamer, I actually kind of appreciate this because it allows me to think about things differently. There were battles that I got into where I had a paladin and I wasn't able to use great swords or knight swords that paladins use. So I switched his job class and messed around with his, his job abilities and was able to do really fun stuff and actually learn new things and new ways to use the characters. So it is a restriction they put on the gameplay, but because of that, you can actually get creative and, and come up with more and more fun things to do. And I still don't love the job. I still don't love the judge system, but I understand why it's there. And it does add a, a layer to complexity that stops you essentially from bulldozing the entire game. So, a Final Fantasy Tactics Advance for me, yeah, is it a Hall of Fame game? Probably not, but it's one of those games that I think is is really cool and really fun. And I hope that you can somehow get access to it at some point. I think it's worth the time, and I think this is a game that people sink. sink 
tons and tons and tons of hours into. Like I was talking to people online and they were saying they were sinking a couple hundred hours into this game, which is wild. But I got to hand it to Yasumi Matsuno, knows how to make a game that I like. With Square Enix for many, many, many years, but obviously he got started with stuff like Final Fantasy Tactics, but he's also, I believe he worked on Tactics Ogre. Uh, I worked on Vagrant Story, Final Fantasy XII. So these games are games that I, I really, really, really love. If you can't get your hands on Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, I do suggest taking a look at Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, which they just re-released recently. I think it's really, really good, and it's still in the same style of game. It actually feels very similar to Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. So that's where we'll leave it today. That's my side quest. I've been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, actually probably a little bit too much. I've also been playing a bit of Octopath Traveler 2, which I, I really, really like. It's a really fantastic game. If you're looking for a turn-based RPG in 2023, it's a really great way to play those types of games. But if you follow us, please feel free to follow us on social media. If you can search out the Hall of Fame podcast, both for movies and video games, give us a give us a search. But in the meantime, give us a like, a subscribe, listen to our back catalog of episodes and share this with your friends because this makes everything that much more visible and it helps more and more people see the show and it allows Matt and I to do more and more with it. So we'll catch you next time, probably with both me and Matt talking about some excellent game, but thank you so much for listening and have a good one. From Mike and Matt, thank you for listening to the Hall of Fame Game Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Hall of Fame Pod or email us at thehalloffamepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a review and be sure to tune in next time.